This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Welcome, my friends, to the Wolverine Speedway Show doing at Madurk. You're at npr.nz 999am. We talk Speedway, Robertson Holden, International Speedway. Hope you talk to drivers and track managers, promoters from other tracks around New Zealand. Chris, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Stu. Yeah, good, Chris. Good to be back on another uh, Doing It in the Dirt show, mate. Yeah, that's for sure. After a week off. Yeah, it certainly was. Right, uh, we'll start off with Bruce Robertson. We've got Bruce. We're back at Regent Motors once again. And um, Bruce, it was awesome. You've had two rounds of the uh, Red Light Series at Western Springs now, but last weekend especially was, was bloody good. Good to get up there with the Superstocks. Oh, yeah, it's great to have Superstocks at Western Springs. They, it's a pity it's not a uh, meeting where lots of the public can turn up because uh, last year I think it was the biggest meeting we had was when we brought the Superstocks to Western Springs. And you can see on Saturday night there that the racing on Western Springs is just spectacular, isn't it? There's, oh, definitely. It's right inches apart and... Uh, going like anything and just uh, scraping the wall and uh, not climbing it or doing <laughs> anything too stupid. But it was a, yeah, the, I think uh, even the Western Springs diehards were saying, well, that was that was great racing because it's, uh, it is great racing. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, it definitely was. They and certainly go a lot quicker <laughs> than they ever expect, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah the drivers mentioned that, that it was a, it was a, it was tighter corners than they expected and a, the pole line to wall was actually narrower than they expected too. Yeah, I suppose so, but I mean, it's like any track, you get used to it and mm. you, you soon um, get accustomed to it and you know how close you can go to that wall without it biting you or, you know, you figure out how much room there is when you come out of a turn. That's a big thing. It's a bit like uh, one of those turns at Stratford. If you're not careful, yeah. Yeah, that um, turn just before the green stand there will bite you something terrible. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's just a case of uh, getting used to it, but they... They only have this once in a once in a lifetime opportunity, almost. Yeah, uh, pretty much. We've had them there twice, and uh, I guess we'll have them back again next year. And we've uh, sort of said that those that have supported it this time, they'll get uh, first bite at it next time. We'll keep it down to that twenty sort of number. We don't mm. want to, you know, have think, thirty cars going out yep. there to trip over each other. But yep. yeah, no, it was. I think made some awesome racing. Twenty cars, yeah. twenty cars worked really well, and um, we had two winners across the night. Uh, Kerry Remnant won the first heat, Quinn Ryan won the second heat, and then Quinn Ryan won the, the one-race feature, uh, one-race final feature. Um, Quinn got to make up for his heat by carrying the checker flag. Kerry Remnant's still a bit upset he never got to carry the checker. <laughs> oh, <didn't> he? Oh, well. <laughs> he, he never got the photo to prove that he won a race at Western Springs. <laughs> yeah. they, um, they do things a bit different up there, so you know it takes a, takes a bit to, uh, if you want to carry the flag, yeah. You've got to know where to go to grab it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So, yeah, Quinn Ryan won it. Bryce Steiner, he drove well for second place. Yeah, very well all night. He was um, he was right there, and uh, it was a nicely prepared car too. Yep, and Jason Brownie had the uh, the Marsh V6 humming out there as well, which oh, is yeah. quite cool to have something different. It is makes a slightly different noise to the to the V8, and it and it goes goes real quick. It always does quite a bit of winning at uh, Waikaraka, which. He regularly races that. So. Yeah, yeah. Just sorry back to Quinn, because um, I didn't realise, but there's rules at, at the springs. You can't start your car before five o'clock, something like that. That's right. Yeah, you're not allowed to start up any engines before five o'clock. Yep. And uh, even during the racing, they we have the council there, 
up on the top of the bank there by the houses and they're, they're, they're taking sound readings the whole time. Uh, if you'd noticed, we did a couple of laps with the super stocks and gave them a rolling start. So they start their recording um, the moment the, the vehicles move off. So if we do a couple of laps behind the start vehicle, that'll at a slower speed and a lower lower noise that compensates for <laughs> if it gets noisier later on in the race. So, yep, yep. So uh, and luckily, I think in that first heat, a bit of rubbish fell off on the track, which gave yeah. them a stoppage for about <laughs> a bit of debris. two or three minutes while they got the piece of rubbish off the track and, yep, yep. and uh, got going again. That's the one. Now, yeah. with, with Quinn, though, because of that 5 o'clock start, and obviously uh, not starting in casual for 5 o'clock, you actually realise... But um, he had pretty major gearbox issues um, because obviously they rolled the car out of the truck, not drive it off, and he, he was then obviously frantically changing the gearbox just after 5 o'clock. So um, threw a bit of a spanner in the works, but hey, it, it showed he, he won the won the event. The uh, sprint cars and the midgets, I tell you what, Bruce, that was the first time I've been at the Springs. Awesome to see them on their, what I would say, home track, yes, home of open wheel racing, and it's just a complete different quality of racing up there too you just unreal oh yeah they're full out there's no doubt about it and they'll run over each other if they get half a chance as well so it's um, no no holds barred stuff <laughs> and, uh, they're uh, you know got big sponsors there and and, and their teams are all there and they in the pits you see they've got their little tents and yeah. they're all all in their little clicks and um, you know, there's not much love lost between the various teams. <laughs> You're not wrong there. I noticed that in the Jack Daniels lounge, there's there's not a lot, a lot of love lost. Um, the midgets, though, the midgets uh, was Aaron Hodson from Bay Park who picked up the feature win. Yeah, he's going really well, isn't he? There's no doubt about that. He's um, right on the pace. Mm, definitely is. And um, heading into the final round this weekend, I believe he's leading the points, and not far behind is um, Hayden Williams and Brad Mosen. Michael Pickens just in with a chance, though, which is always good. It keeps it interesting. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, I suppose Pickens is is the you know the best of the midget drivers there, but uh, he has some pretty tough competition. There's no doubt about that. Mm, mm. It was a bit of a, a shame, obviously, with uh, he DNF'd along with I think no, I think Brock Mixovich got going again, but Pickens it just definitely wasn't his night in the midget. That's for sure, was it? No, no, that's for sure. He. Uh, Tripped over his brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> well, brother-in-law tripped over him either way. Yep, yep. But he was all good in the sprint car. Took another feature win. Oh, Obviously, yeah, he won that first round, just... second round, and, and another feature win yeah. for for Michael Dickens. Incredibly quick in that sprint car. Yep, yep. The one that the one that um, the one that stood out to me was young Dean Cooper. Obviously, Palmy boy with the the mini stock and the mini sprint, and now in the sprint cars and the the JB Hydro Extreme Machine. Uh, man, it's been great. Obviously. He's been building up to it, but this year just seems to be a big breakout for him. Oh yeah, he's he's certainly right there and um, knocking on the door of those top guys. That's for sure. Yep. Yep. What, what happened to um, the other week? We were talking, talking about that halo on top of the of the car. Oh what yeah, with Dean's car. That? Speedway New Zealand came to their senses and and uh, have approved it on a temporary basis until conference. So yep. they are allowed to run it. The the midget guys are also wanting to bring that in as well. So it's just an extra bit of protection on the top of your head there. So it's 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 a great safety feature. And uh, I think Speedway New Zealand in the end had to, had to accept it and yep. uh, have given it a... Uh, 
conditional approval until conference. Yep, sweet. Uh, that's good. So this weekend uh, at Western Springs, it is the final round of the Red Light Racing Series at uh, at Western Springs. You buy your tickets online as usual. There's the live stream as well. Yeah. Um, we get. I didn't sort of take too much notice around the crowd. I was too busy buzzing about just being there in general. But <laughs> it looked pretty decent there. No, there's a well. You can only get three or four hundred people. In yeah, yeah. For what it was, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. The tickets um, sell out or virtually sell out anyway. For, yeah. For um, all of it, I think the only ones that hadn't sold out last week were where you can drive your car in, which surprises mm-hmm. me. They're another ten dollars dearer because you you're paying a parking fee, but you yep. drive your car, come from the top of the bullet track right down into the above the track there, and you can sit in your car and watch if you want to. Even. <laughs> So, um, yeah, no, it's, it just gives a few of the diehards and those that have had uh, season tickets an opportunity to to see some racing yep. before the season's all over. After this weekend, there's only one other meeting we, sh- we have scheduled there uh, from the Auckland Council where they put restrictions of only 12 meetings a year. Yep. And uh, we lost quite a few through COVID. And uh, the last meeting will be the 26th of March for the Barry Butterworth and... Mm. Uh, Legends night, really. Cool as. Mm. Auckland is a sport this week with Waikaraka running. They are, yeah, Waikaraka put on a club night for their club members there, and they'll be, uh, you know, putting on some racing. And there's some, you can come in as well. There's some groups of about four groups or five groups of 100, and uh, it's only $10 admission at the gate. So, uh, yeah, good opportunity if you want to go and. Get, get your speedway fixed until uh, Jacinda decides to let us all go racing and come out of red. <laughs> yep, yep. Speaking of that, a um, bit of an announcement this week from the uh, Robinson Prestige Speedway here in Palmy. Team Champs is going to be Anzac Weekend. Anzac Weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, if we rained out on the Saturday, of course, that everything moves through. Saturday moves through to Sunday, and yep. Sunday will move through to Monday, Monday afternoon. Yeah. Yep, yep. And that's obviously... Pending us going to orange, which we should be hopefully looking looking pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's subject to it going orange, but you know if the numbers are rising like they are now, and hopefully it'll peak and start dropping, dropping back. Mm-hmm. They, they've said that as soon as it starts dropping back, they'll pull us out of the out of the red. But let's wait and see. They've told yep. us all sorts of things over <laughs> the last couple of years, so um, including that you know if you if you don't get back, so we know penalty. But hey, that's um, that sort of upset things, and a lot yep. of people are in Wellington complaining about it. Yep, that's it. Um, over the hill, though. And, yep, yep. Also, I understand you're working on an extended um, oh, uh, calendar? Oh, yeah. for calendar for Palmerston, yes. We're going to keep going through all of May if we can, and a uh, Queen's Birthday weekend meeting. Cool. So subject to, we'll start probably 3 o'clock in the afternoon and um, put on some racing there uh, Mainly a super stock meeting, I'd say, over over uh, Queen's Birthday weekend. Crikey, when would be the last time we've done afternoon racing in Palmy? <laughs> well, it's a, we've missed out so much that we've just got... Yeah. A, everybody's still keen to go racing. They've got race cars and tow cars and everything yeah. ready to go, but no no track. Is, is that dependent on us moving out yeah. of the red, though? You, it is. Yeah. You, can't, um, you can't run anything here that's when you're not in in orange yep. so yeah it's just too too difficult and with the city council requirements 
Yep. How are we looking over the hill, though, uh, Miani? Have we got anything sort of in we're, the pipeline we're looking there? At, we're working on putting on a meeting there anyway just to um, give the locals a, some racing time. And we're just, uh, yeah, it's it's in the, in the pipeline at the moment. But, hey, it's still got to add up to be to pay for itself. Yep. And yep. we've got to either find some sponsors or figure out a way to get, you know, three or 400 people in, which will hopefully pay the overheads to and the guys of course will have to probably run for no prize money but yep. I think they're more than happy to do that just yeah, to be to, able to, to go race. racing yeah what about the likes of I know a lot of the now the stock car guys are into it the Peter Berry teams um again depending on the moment we go orange we'll be back into racing oh, yep. so it's, yep. and be full on so we get as many meetings as we can and so and it's no good planning anything at the moment because you don't know you don't know whether it's two weeks or two years before we come out <laughs> sweet hey bruce good to have a chat awesome to uh experience the springs with you as well up there over the yeah, weekend that's that great was, that was cool. something there, different right? yep definitely something different uh, behind the scenes is unreal um yeah i can see why you, i can see now why you travel up there because it's actually quite fun up there at times <laughs> but um I, i'd still miss the super stocks here at home oh yes <laughs> no doubt about it parmesan's the best yep that's the one hey bruce you have a good week and Thank we'll uh, keep in touch all good well that was bruce robertson there stewing yeah Interesting times, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, all steam ahead up in Auckland there with uh, Western Springs and now Waikareka Park back going. Um, good to see Miani looking like they're going to do something. Um, and obviously Team Champs has had a date put in. We just have to wait to, uh, wait to the uh, orange light so we can go racing at Team Champs and we'll be good to go. Yep, that's for sure. Sweet. We're ready to go. That's the one. Right, our next guest though is, uh, well, from the team that's orange, uh, Bay Park up there. We've got Rodney Wood on the show. How are you going, Rodney? G'day. I'm good, thanks. What about you, fellas? Yeah, yeah, yeah good, mate. Good. good. Just um, as I said to you off here before, biding our time, we're waiting for a bit of racing down here. But um, <laughs> yeah, up there, it's tough. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. But up there at Bay Park, you guys have managed to slot in a meeting under the, the red light so far. Um, yeah. The 51 lapper, surprisingly enough, your number actually, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for, the, for the midgets. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, I watched it on the live stream and I, I didn't have actually any problems with the live stream, to be fair. The track looked a bit all over the show, but that just, to me, sort of happens at a speedway yeah. meeting. I didn't take too much notice. To be fair, we were having a great time around at, uh, at Jutech when we, were, when we were watching it as well. Um, but yeah. <laughs> tell me, Rodney, were you at that meeting and, and sort of what, what happened with the old track situation? Yeah. Yeah, oh, it was a real unfortunate night for them, you know, and I felt sorry for the promotion because, um, you know, since Melissa and the team have taken it on, they've been working really hard, trying hard, and um, doing some really good things. It's um, it's actually really good and really positive, and, uh, you know, communicating well with the club, and the club is starting to get more involved, and everybody's kind of working together, and hence me sort of coming in now as well. And So I think they've been doing a really good job, but then they got just blindsided by a power cut pretty much right as the meeting was about to start and that um you know took out the power to part of Mount Monganui from some oh, crash yeah. or something that happened so uh you know that was panic stations for them and then they um there's a generator that kicks in that keeps the racetrack um you know lifts and the lights working and all that but it uh, I think it cut out the transponders system working um, and it also cut out the the live stream being able to stream because the web server went down because that's in the arena building, which is the 
you know, the netball and all the, the other building uh, on on site, but it obviously gets a different, um, that must be where their server is. So so that really threw them a curveball and they, um, you know, they were rushing around trying to get power to that and ended up running some leads, I think, from a generator to that. And I don't know how much time they lost. We were racing, doing our thing. We didn't even know half what was going on to start with. And then, um, you know, they... Uh, got power to that later on but that must have been heck of frustrating for people um trying to get onto live stream i know what it's like and you're refreshing and you're doing all the deal and you think oh there's something wrong with my computer and all of that and, you know it gets people pretty rolled up uh not being able to sort of get on and and see a race so that was unfortunate for them and it, it probably you know probably rattled them a bit and, and distracted the team even from what they were doing you know um running a race meeting they were running around the key people were probably running around behind the scenes just trying to get their stream going again because that was their audience you know there was no yes. live crowd that night so that was it yep. Yep. <laughs> so pretty tough deal for them and I, I felt sorry for them uh the way that all unfolded so that was so the so the racing basically just got underway at normal time and as yep. per usual really yeah 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 um they started you know on punctual and on time at 6 30 and uh, I don't know. You know. We were in the pits and and didn't watch while they were doing them. They had a, a quick time session for the midgets, and they may that was when the power cut. I think was, and they made a. They might have waited for a little bit in that time while they were probably trying to get the transponders working. Yeah. Because um, you know quick times have got to be pretty accurate, really. So uh, I think they ended up having to do some of that by hand, which probably. <laughs> You know, <laughs> old school. I'm right Who the really race time, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. How good is the guy on the thumb? So, yeah. <laughs> but, well, uh, what was the what was the overall issue with the actual track itself though that night? Like, did you as a computer find it any different to to usual? Uh, yeah, it was tough. It was it was you know there were some pretty big ruts. Um, uh, there was a photo that was taken of a guy lying in one of the ruts that, you know, <laughs> at the end of the night. Um, so that was pretty deep. And and the trouble with them is, you know, it was a rut that could be sort of up to about a metre wide and, I don't know, probably near 200 deep in, in the oh. deepest spots. So uh, that they were pretty bad, um, which, which was unfortunate um, and probably cost them quite a lot of cautions during the night too. So... Um, and you know, with some of those ruts, there'll be a continuous rut that'd run round through the corner, but then it would stop, and so you'd hook a right rear into it, and then your car wants to veer off, and you know, you're not coming out smoothly out of the rut. If it's like a cushion, then you can run the cushion and come off, it's good, but it, it's when your cushion sort of then has that big lip to it at the end of it that that bites, and that was upsetting cars, and yeah, there was it was it was a bit of a tough one. Have it sort of ever been that bad in the past, though? Um, yeah, oh, I think we probably have had some. We even had one there, I think it was last year before Christmas, was was fairly similar, yet it was sort of sticky and, you know, real muddy kind of uh, track with holes. And at least this one was a bit slicker, which helps a little bit. Um, so, yeah, you know, um, it, it's, it's uh, a bit unfortunate. 
Well, we're talking to Rodney Wood, um, who obviously races the 51M Sprint Car and is the track curator of Bay Park Speedway now. We're going to take a real quick break here on Doing It In The Dirt, and we'll continue talking to Rodney just after the break. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. Well, welcome back to Doing Another Dirt here on Triple Nine AM, NPR Triple Nine AM. Uh, of course, you can listen to our show um, replays three three o'clock on a Sunday. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on demand on the NPR website, npr.nz um, slash shows, and click on the DIITD Doing in the Dirt link. Um, but otherwise, we're going to throw back into the show and keep talking track prep and a bit of uh, speedway racing as well with Rodney Wood. So out of it all, obviously, there was a whole lot of uh, various backlash. But one of the positives that I guess has come out of it, and as you, as you sip away on a drink, I think uh, we're going to wonder how positive, you're going to be singing, how positive is it? <laughs> um, but no, Jamie, <laughs> one, of the, one of the positives to come out of it is you put your hand up and you said, look, I'll, um, I'll jump in the, in the grader, in the machinery, and let's get the track sorted. Uh, you've done that in the past too, I think, haven't you? Yeah, well, we don't know how positive it's going to be until after Saturday night, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I have helped with sort of some of the management of race racetracks a little bit at Bay Park, but more so generally on a, um, you know, actual during the racing um, and, you know, being in the water cart and managing it during the night, which which I think is the other half of the, the puzzle as well. You know, you, you, could, you can prepare an average track but somebody that sort of understands how racing unfolds during the night and, and then manages it wisely with a water cart can can make it a good track. Or a guy that's not onto it can make it into a single lane poor racetrack, you know? Yep. So it's it's a two two parts to the puzzle really. Um but yeah, I thought I've been around racing long enough to sort of seeing what different guys have done over the years to I think to know what to do. And prepping a racetrack, but like I said, Saturday will be the test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so, so what has been the big goal this week? Is, it, is the whole track being lifted up and irrigated? Is it? Yeah, um, I've actually done a video clip that I've got on my race page, and it's been uh, gone on to um, Bay Park Speedway page as well. Uh, so I've actually done a whole flip. Um, if you kind of did a cross section of the racetrack from the pole line, we we dug in but over 200 deep and then have gone right out to the wall about 60 to 70 mil, maybe 80 mil, um, and taken that whole top layer and the depth down by the pole line all out and swapped it with all the deep stuff right out by the wall. Um, it's probably 300 deep sitting on a base course. Um, so we've we've done a flip in the corners and swapped all of that. It's sort of, sort of like virgin soil there, really. The clay's hardly, you know, some of it's like how it's come out of the ground and you see the different spots of the different colours of clay. And um, so that's that's been sitting there sort of in its pure state for all 20 years. So we've flipped that and put that on the inside. So effectively, it's a little bit like putting new clay on, 
Um, probably won't be as good as fresh clay if you've got it out of a nice, you know, quarry somewhere, but um, it's, it's second best to that, I think. And is that just because, like you say, it's been sitting there so long, it, it hasn't got the rubber build-up in it? So it's sort of yeah, well, be a bit softer or denser? Yeah, well, I think that the clay that we have been racing on has been ground down and ground down and refined, and it's gone really powdery, almost like, you know, icing sugar sort of powdery to some state. Um, although in saying that, when we really wet it up and turned it and put it in out deep, we did have it roll in pretty good. So, you know, whether some of that's been the techniques that have been used in the past or what, I, I, I couldn't really say. But just to, um, I guess, get a positive outcome going forward, well, I just thought, right, let's let's get in and, and start from scratch. And, you know, we had these holes and big ruts that pretty much ran right through the corners that were that deep that I had to dig down to the bottom of them and start filling up again anyway. Um, you know, and evenly roll it in. So I thought, well, we're going to go that deep. We might as well just go all out and, and try and get a good base back again. And, and yeah, fresher clay that has a, you know, more sticky sort of composite to it and a bit more body to it and binds better, holds water better. Um, yeah, so that's that was the goal there. Yep. But I guess at the same time too, like we know how big Bay Park Track is, um, yeah. Probably not so much for the for the super stock, stock cars, mini stocks, and the, and the likes. But um, we obviously want to see more lanes for them. But I guess with the super saloons and the sprint cars, and obviously now with, with the midgets running more, you'd be wanting to create, as you mentioned earlier, more racing lines. So you've got mm. essentially you could have, I guess, three lines at Bay Park, couldn't you? Maybe even more. Yeah, def- definitely. Yeah, and um, you know, I did do one night there. Um, that uh, I managed to track for the New Zealand Super Saloons when they raced there, I don't know, four or five years ago. And, um, you know, just through good management of the water on the night and everything, we did get really good, you know, sort of three, four wide racing and guys right up high on the wall could go just as fast as somebody down on the pole line, you know, and it made for really good racing. And um, so, you know, that's my goal. I, I got three goals, basically. I, I want to get rid of the holes. Yep. I want to get rid of, minimise the dust to get the dust right down to, you know, as as little as possible and um, and get a wide racetrack that has, has uh, you know, multiple lanes. And then, and then I guess take that another step. And it might take me a little, little bit of fine tuning uh, as I go, but to be able to manage the track in a sense that you create the grip where you want it so that you're balancing it up, mm. high line, low line. You know, not just high that everybody's out on the wall and that's the only fast lane or down low is the only fast lane. I want two lanes kind of that are equal speed sort of thing and the yep. ability for somebody to run through the middle and, and uh, you know, pass a different technique. You know, there's almost three different driving styles depending yep. on where you are on the track. So that's my goal. And, and uh, I think uh, if we can do that, we'll start to get some, get the place really humming and, and, uh, just, it just needs a good racetrack. That is what it needs. It's just, it's just a bit like what Brent did with the last Wing Thunder, eh? How he um, ripped up the corners for that feature, eh? Yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, sometimes you can do even just a quick little till up around the high line or, or wherever it needs it to actually create that grip. And, you know, we've got the gear there and um, we just got to be managing it and... Um, and play around and create the grip where we want it. So that, that's my challenge, and I'm looking forward to that. And I, I think I can uh, 
get get some good racing going. Too right. Does the does the D1NZ the the concrete underneath the track does it affect how you lay the surface much? No, nah, no. Nah, it um, the concrete is really high right through turns three and four, so it's um, uh, it's effectively kind of outside where we normally run. Bay Park never, you know, I've barely ever pulled a pass off on somebody up that high on turns three and four. Um, if you're that high on three and four, you're generally, you've lost a spot rather than gained one. So, but I am going to try and work to get the, a higher line working on three and four that will work better. And even we'll just change the contours a little bit. Um, and just, we've got, we're restricted, you know, with the height of the wall and having the yep. Speedway New Zealand regulations there and the pole line. We've kind of got these two positions that we've got to work within, but, if I can start to change the the concave of the track a little bit um, to promote, say, turns three and four, working better on that high line, which won't be real high, but it'll be high enough that you could be faster than somebody on the pole. Um, so, yeah, and the concrete is pretty much outside that, so I don't think that is really an issue. Yep. Do you think? So, so, you, so you're saying you, are you going to bank the are you banking the corners, Robbie? I'm not <laughs> not banking it as such, but um, we will. I haven't done it. I've done it a little bit for this week, but I'm I just being a bit conservative and not not gone too hard out. But I, I think we've actually got a nice grade to the track. But I'm going to just. It's hard to say. So how do I do it? So so say the tracks like that, and and your walls here and your, your pole lines here. We're just gonna. Keep that the same, but we might be a little flatter down on the pole, yep. and then just get a little bit more, more of a just, curve. just move well, move that curve out a little bit. So effectively, that'll slow down the pole line a little bit, but it should speed up the outer line. You know, um, probably doesn't need too much of that in turns one and two if if the track's got good grip and and you know a, a good moist space that we're racing on. One and two seems to work good. You can go wide and um, keep the momentum up. But three and four, guys have always struggled to get that outside pass, you know, 90% of the time. Yep. Do you get affected by a, the tides is, or anything? Uh, well, I'm going to monitor that. I, I don't I don't know. Um, that's, that's kind of the stories that were always sort of told in the past. Mm. And whether it was just somebody making up for the night they marked up with too much water or, or what, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm yet to figure that one out. Um, you know, I'm going to watch the tides and, and take notes weekly and and see what happens. But, you know, when we had the track open there last week and I'm right down to the base, um, the base is that hard. It's like concrete. So in my opinion, it's actually caught, seems sealed. Um, yeah. And that water coming up, you know, six hours from high tide to low tide, uh, I struggle to see how, much water pressure is going to come through that in that time. Yeah. Um, maybe closer to the winter months it could do, uh, but certainly the other day there there was no kind of evidence, and you know we we had it open for quite a while, um, and then we we dumped some water on before we started putting clay on it to sort of help the water the clay key to the base course a bit even you know so it would be get a good bind. Yeah. And you know, the water puddled on it; it didn't go through it, so. So, yeah, I don't know if that one's a myth or, or what. Um, and uh, I'm not an expert, but I'm 
I'm just going to monitor it and look at it and, and uh, yeah, try and learn and see, see what it does do. Nice. And, of course, um, like you, you've raced out of Rotorua in the past. You've obviously come down to here in Palmia, but do, have you tapped into any of those um, guys that have been doing it for a while, their knowledge, or are you just sort of going in it with your, your team of men and, and you know, mm-hmm. putting your thoughts to it? No, I'm not that stupid. So um, I'm talking to different guys. Um, you know, I rang Stan and had a chat with him because he's got it sorted there at Rotorua. And, and, and you know, times I've gone down there and raced, I'm, I'm watching his techniques and what he's doing. And you, you can kind of even see, although you don't see him prepare it during the day, um, you can see some of what he does. And then I've talked, he's been, he's been good and helpful. Uh, get, told me how he does it, and uh, I talked to Red at uh, Huntley there, and yep. what he does, and Ricky Bolton down in uh, the Deep South, and they all got slightly different techniques to some some degree, and um, uh, so you know we're getting a combination of those different guys, and then there's a couple of guys here that have um, done a really good track in the past, and one of them was a guy Dave Webby who's a Bobcat operator here. I remember he did a really good track years ago. It'd probably be eight, nine years ago, and probably the, the last best track that I raced on here. <laughs> and um, you know, so I've, I've picked his brains as to what he did, and and another guy, Colin Amron, who's I think he might have worked with him on that, and Colin might have done one himself as well. And and I've tried to replicate what they've done, and and you know, it's um, hey, I'm new at it. I'm green. It's um, it's a new challenge, and I'm a rookie at it, really. So um, there might be some learning on the way, but um, you know, I've also had experience in um, construction, and working with clay a lot over the years, and we've done subdivisions and field sites, and you know, done earthworks and stuff like that. So I do have experience with clay, and we've, um, you know, I've filled some sites nine, ten meters deep with clay, and worked for the engineers and. You know, it's all about having the right sort of moisture content to compact clay and that sort of thing. Yep. But a racetrack, it's a it's a little bit more as in, and that's what I've had to work with even with the current grader driver that we've got here at Bay Park is he's used to doing roads and he's used to doing it the way they've done it in the past. And I'm here trying to get more moisture and more moisture and, and, and get some moisture into the base. And he's kind of looking at me thinking, oh, Oh, I'm going to get my grader stuck, and and uh, <laughs> we never got them stuck, but we've managed to be able to get the moisture in and get it low, and it's looking really good. I've got to say, it, um, you know, the corners, the work we've done on the corners is is looking looking really good. I'm I'm pleased with it. Yep, yep. So obviously we've talked about the moisture in that and that and different parts, but the next one is preparing it for different classes. So you've got the super saloons and the sprint cars, obviously two big wheel classes, but then preparing it with stock cars, mini stocks and super stocks even time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm, I'm thrown under the bus for the first one because it's, <laughs> they got about 30 super stocks coming and um, uh, we've got sprint cars, not a huge field of sprint cars and super saloons. And then they got saloons and six shooters. So you've got you know a whole bunch of big wheeled cars uh, and quite a lot of horsepower, and then uh, super stocks with a lot of horsepower. But you know the loading that you get from super stocks peeling out of track. So, mm. and you know my experience, most kind of new tracks that I've ever come across, freshly laid or whatever, 
uh, usually rodeos and they, they can be pretty sticky and they have them all well juiced up and it's just too sticky and too wet and they peel them open so I'm kind of pretty aware of that and you know we've just given it a second roll there tonight with a 12 ton roller um, as in some of the moisture now is starting to like dissipate out of the clay that we'd had in it when we initially rolled it Saturday and Sunday and now we've um, just let it dry a bit, hammered it again with a roller. So I've, I've got it really hard, which might mean more work for me next week, the next meeting, because it's <laughs> so hard, I'm going to have to bring it back again. But you know, I've got to work all that out. But I've, I'm conscious of um, what super stocks could do to a soft track. So I'm having it really hard, and I'm going to keep it fairly dry going in so that you know they, they can at least slide in on a fairly slick track. Um, but we shouldn't have too much dust because the rest of it will be still good and moist. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yep. definitely. definitely. Yeah. I, I tell you what, for for like you said, for a, a rookie at uh, full track prep, you've definitely explained it perfectly. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, Saturday hasn't come yet, and, uh, you know, you might be laughing at some idiot come Saturday, but uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Are you racing yourself on Saturday night? Yeah, yeah, I am. So it's going to be a busy night and I'm going to be hands-on on um, managing the track. And um, I've got a guy I've been coaching and training along a little bit over the last little while, but now I'm sort of getting full full control really to do it my way, uh, which will be really good. And it will give him the freedom to do what we want to do. Um, and he's coming on really well, uh, Brendan Bourne. And uh He's he's doing really well and, and he just needs to be sort of let loose to do do it the way we want to do it. And we'll we'll be able to again like manage the grip where we want it and and uh, sort of control it during the night. So and we're gonna try and uh, change the culture a little bit and, and um, uh, the whole infield staff and crew get them educated or kind of thinking about the racetrack as well, you know, rather than just a crash crew dealing to a crash, we can actually have them involved where they can to just manage a track. And if it starts to get a little bit of a, a rib starting to roll up or something, we we'll, we'll want to deal to it because the track should still be a little bit pliable. You know, if we mm. put a bit of water to it and roll it back in, if, if we started to get a rib showing and, and deal to it early before it becomes a rut yep. and a rib, you know, so yep. we're kind of, want to start to get the whole team on board and it's just not going to be me so so that's what we're planning and and uh i might be a couple of meetings of being a bit more hands-on doing that and i'm going to be busy and then duck back and jump in my car and off i go <laughs> uh, but then eventually some of these people can start to kind of take that on and um and uh manage that yeah and I'll, i can just sort of manage it a bit remotely and and oversee a little bit more that's the you goal can, you can manage it from in your car when you when you decide how well the track is <laughs> after a race <laughs> i just need an intercom in there yeah. so i don't <laughs> think you're allowed that <laughs> uh, uh, over your um, long career there rodney what where is the well, where was the best race surface that you raced on uh i gotta say cromwell was pretty good um you yeah, know, well, you won New Zealand titles there. Yeah, they probably did get pretty dusty, but they they managed their track pretty well. Um, uh, you know, there's different surfaces all around. 
super stock years. I loved racing, uh, you know, around Rotorua because that, that's a great super stock track. Um, enjoyed a good blast around Gisborne when it's good, full noise. You know, you can hold your sprint car wide open around that place. Uh, love to go back there again. So, yeah, and, you know, Palmy's has its own twist to it as well. It's a different different uh, surface than what we've raced at some of the other venues and that races differently too, but that works good for a sprint car. So, yeah, enjoy that's, them all. That's, that's one thing I noticed at um, Western Springs over the weekend. Like seeing it on TV is one thing, but watching them live at the Springs was my first time. And the, they had two racing lines all night. There was obviously well, actually three. I call it three. They had the pole line, they had the high line, they had the infield as well, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> at Western Springs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, and they're pretty slick up there. The way they run the show, and they got that one through pretty quick. Uh, we left like working on the Bay Park track at about seven or something, and started watching it from half past seven. So, from what I saw, it looks like they did a really good job Saturday mm. night. Mm. Mm. And they had a good track there the week before. So, I'll, I'll probably even talk, ring, and see who's doing that up there now, and have a chat to them as well yep. for the weekend. That's the one. How many hours has it, how do you reckon you put in by the time the weekend comes around? Because I'm guessing this is an after after work thing. Yeah, and during work. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I have put some pretty big hours in. Like we, I think I did probably 40 hours there uh, last week, and that was from about 5 o'clock Thursday to Sunday afternoon. Uh, a couple of big days that we just went hard out and then I did, did a couple of hours there this morning, just first thing, and then we've done a f- three hours or something tonight. So, and you know, that won't be the normal because we we rebuilt the racetrack basically mm. on both corners last week. So that was a major. And then this morning was just sort of recontouring that back from after it's been rolled and just just getting the contour back to good again. So really, from tonight on, we're, we're doing what would be normal track prep probably. Yep. So might have, might have started that on a Tuesday, perhaps, um, at this time of year. Um, but our corners are already good and damp. They're, they've got really good moisture in, and we're just, just keeping the top just damp so it doesn't crust up. And, um, now, now we're just sort of starting to get the – trying to get the straights to have the same consistency as the corners. And, yeah, so by the weekend we should have it consistent all through. Beauty, beauty. You got anything else on the track there, Chris? No. Nah. How's um, this season? Obviously, uh, how's your racing been going? Because Cole stepped up out of the six shooter into a into a sprint car with you. We got to see yeah. you guys at the first or second meeting in Palmy, which was really cool to see. But um, yep. how's the rest of it been going? Yeah, yeah good. Uh, we've been going well, and uh, so it is great to have Cole racing, and um, you know, really enjoying being able to race against my son and. And we do this together as a family, so that's been pretty cool. And he's enjoying it, and and he's loving racing his old man here. I'm sure he'd love to beat his old man, and, you know. But that's, <laughs> that's we're going to get some ribbing the day that that happens, so um, that's okay. Uh, but no, we've been going good, and uh, you know we've had um, some good uh, good runs. We've qualified well both of the rounds of the Masters series that we had. We were front. Well, effectively would have been front row for both of those. We're highest qualifier one night and second highest qualifier the other. 
Um, but then they had this reverse marble draw thing that they do, mm. which would put me to row six both times. So, you know, that's, uh, that's sort of ended up with us getting fourths and fifths or whatever, just because you get put back in the pack a bit and you're racing, you know, the best, best there is. So now we've had good speed. Um, happy with the car. It's going well. And Cole's going well. He's, he's, uh, you know, get, getting faster all the time. And he's actually had pretty good speed from the get go. Yeah, because obviously Cole racing the the six shooter, and one thing Bruce Robertson always talks about after he's been to Waikaraka is six shooters, and he just absolutely raves and loves them. And Cole was always one that he mentioned. Cole and um, McClymont, and, and um, there was one other that so he goes off my head, but he always mentioned Cole was up there. So it was probably no doubt that he was going to once he gets to the sprint car. I mean, um, put a bit more faith in the wing, I suppose, and and he's away laughing really. Yeah, yeah, no. Like he, he's a talented driver, and he's uh, he's going to win some races in his time. And uh, he was he was dominating in the in the six shooter class. Um, and uh, you know, he's just got a, what it takes. He's just kind of one of those natural drivers. So um, he will he will uh, you know only progress further on from here in the sprint car. And it, you know, to his credit, he's he hasn't. Uh, even had a crash at this point in time, and you know a lot of the newbies are usually tearing up their gear pretty bad. And he's he's um, been pretty smart, and you know knows knows when to when to throw yep. it in and when not to kind of thing. So yeah, and uh, he's been a bit unlucky with some a few breakages. Like we had a couple of rough tracks that broke his car, um, which just wasn't his fault. But um, so he. He's looking forward to a good track this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not any pressure from everyone else, but pressure from his, from your own boy. <laughs> uh, don't worry, there's enough pressure. <laughs> uh, so obviously, Bay Park this weekend. Um, is there sort of anything else on the on the cards if you can once, once things maybe open up a wee bit, or is it just sort of taking Bay Park as it comes? Yeah, well, I think we're just um, you know racing Bay Park for now from here on um, I'm not sure even what the springs are still doing as any of their others that are on the schedule I think they've only uh, got the Barry Butterworth after this Barry weekend Butterworth the last one yeah right yeah. okay now I don't know if that clashes with us or not but um, they are looking you know there's some good meetings coming coming forward at Bay Park they're looking at a 30 lap uh, sprint car event on the 19th of March I think it is 12th Sweet. No, it's 12th of March. Yeah. So that'll be a good one. And, and you know, if we get out there this weekend and prove that we can have a good racetrack, uh, we'll attract all the good guys from up north and uh, around the country. Um, so I think there'll be guys that are hungry to race at Bay Park if we can get them on a wide open, good good track. That's the one. That's the one. Are you uh, you're quite looking forward to getting your, your Superstop mates back, Captain Carey and... Ross and, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, um, the boys are all racing, so um, that'll be good. And, uh, I'm just going to dose the track really wet for them all. So we'll, go off <laughs> <here>. <laughs> we'll, hear the, we'll hear the typical set it up for an open wheel track, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, nah, we won't be that, that nasty to them. Do you still have anything to sort of do with the Buster Boys? Because you were there as the, uh, the mentor, the tactician for a little bit. Yeah, um, come back in a bit more involved again this year. Uh, 
did a little bit last year, but it kind of clashed with some of our racing that we were doing. Uh, but um, and I couldn't get to the Huntley one because we were racing that same weekend. But mm. I had a meeting with the squad. We've had a meeting or two and uh, trying to help them where I can. And um, I think they're um, appreciating my help in there. There's, I don't know, an old head that <laughs> help out a little bit and. They got some, you know, young guys coming through, and uh, you know, you got horse and carry that are the, the older gentlemen of the team now that are, uh, you know, won't tend to race three of us. So we need to start developing these new fellas through and get them, uh, you know, starting to learn off them and uh, get, getting a handle on it all. So you know, I'm helping out and looking forward to coming upon my teams. I've shifted my motel bookings and. And my tickets. So uh yeah, we're all coming down for that. Beauty. Just Beauty. Make, just make sure make sure you put the right fuel in your tow wagon this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> nice, nice. Hey Rodney, it's been um great to chat with you. Thanks for coming on. And um I don't know if you've ever done the Zoom thing before, but we can't get into the studio. Normally we bring you up on the on the cell phone or, or something and chat to you, but with this whole red light thing, we've we've got to do things a bit different. So we record it, we edit it up, and yep. blast it on the uh, on the Spotify and and Facebook. And it's awesome to have you on the show. Yeah, well, thanks for having us, and uh, uh, hopefully we have some good stories to go from Bay Park after this weekend. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Good luck, good luck, good luck for the meeting too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, before we go, have you seen on Facebook that the um, there's a, a guy pocket panels. He's just put out a Rodney Wood Legends series. Oh, I haven't seen that. So, there you uh, go. That's something yeah. to have a look at when you jump off. Look up pocket pocket panels. It's like miniature wings. Okay. Yeah, yeah cool. Awesome. Nice. I had a there guy um, take a full-size one out of Western Springs here about a, a month <laughs> ago and <laughs> just had the last couple of rivets and it was his. So uh, he took that, that one away, but... That was, uh, you know, full size. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want that to happen too often, though, because that generally means it's broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Hey, Rodney, good to have a chat. And as uh, Chris mentioned, yeah, all the best for the weekend, obviously for your own racing um, and Coles, but also for the for the track. And we, um, yeah, we look forward to, to seeing how it goes for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, mate. Hey, you have a good one. All right. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Great. Thank you. See ya. Well, that was Rodney Wood, an uh, absolute great chat to have the um, the legend himself have a have a good chat there with Rodney Wood. Um, obviously, former New Zealand Street Stock champion, you know, two and three NZ in the Super Stocks, two time New Zealand Sprint Car champion. Um, just a, an absolute great of a sport and a great guy giving back to uh, his track, his club, Bay Park. There, he's taken over the, uh, the track curating job, and um, we look forward to seeing what sort of track he's prepped up for this weekend because you know they uh the, they uh tend to be the unsung heroes at times of of speedway they cop a lot of slack and at the same time they can prep an absolute amazing track so um all the best to rodney and his team that he's got working there at bay park which i believe um jay swap uh, a part of as well of course it is the Scrapman superstock bays of thunder this saturday night at Bay Park Speedway, gates are opening at 5pm. Racing starts at 6.30pm. There's no live stream for this event. And the only way you can buy tickets is on Event Finder. Now you go to the Bay Park Speedway Facebook page. They've got the Event Finder 
um, link there to buy tickets and you buy them in zones so you've got the colored zones um, blue pink the list goes on of colors uh, $30 a ticket plus I think there's a little bit of an event finder fee on top of um, not a lot but it's $30 plus that I think it comes to $31.75 for a great night out of um, awesome racing with sprint cars super stocks um, super saloons you got the six shooters saloons it's going to be an awesome night and yeah near on 30 odd super stocks which is a massive field um, from Bay Park, Rotorua, Auckland, Kiki, Hawke's Bay, um, Stratford, you know, so great field. Same with the saloons, the sprint cars and the um, super saloons, awesome lineup of them. Uh, Damien Orr, of course, back in there doing double duties. He's doing the super saloon thing in the 94M car and he's also racing as uh, super stock, of course. So that's awesome to see. Cheers to, of course, Scrapman, J-Swap, and uh, MK Bobcats and Pollock Cranes for the uh, Superstock Bays of Thunder there. Wanganui is also running this weekend. They're um, rerunning their uh, Dash for Cash meetings. So uh, you've got basically the Superstock and Stock Car Dash for Cash, um, West Coast Mini Sprints, West Coast Midgets, and the Youth Mini Stock Dash for Prizes. Uh, now, stock cars are going to be split into two groups um, and they'll have like a, a one race final super stocks pending on the entries uh, i know a few have dropped out from first time around but we've still got the likes of sheldon under petty coming up uh, coming or well, coming down he's lives in stratford race out of christchurch still got a huge array of hawks bay stratford um randy t and, and lofty auckland cars but heading over from the bay a few palmy cars in the mix uh, which is good to see in a big field there of uh, midgets and mini sprints. So that is all happening at Ocean View Speedway, 5 p.m. start. Now, don't quote me on the ticket side of things, but I'm fairly sure you can get them on online. Yes, you can. Eventbrite, eventbrite.co.nz, um, limited tickets. Of course, you can get that link on the Ocean View Speedway website, sorry, Ocean View Speedway Facebook page as well. Right, that is our uh, our show, Doing It In The Dirt. Uh, big thanks to those that support our show. Obviously, Pete Reeves Race Cars, Walker Property Maintenance, um, Brewers Apprentice there in Palmerston North. Looking forward to uh, to getting back there for a brew and catching up with Ewan as well. The Kings are doing great things in the stock cars. Um, and, of course, Gary over there in Aussie, Burn Art Cars. Um, been a bit under the weather, but still pumping out some awesome um, wooden artwork burnout cars or, or painted cars check out his facebook page burnout cars um does a great stuff and gary i know you listen so hope you are mending up well and a big shout out as well to our other aussie friends over there as well um great you know great that you guys listen until next time though stay safe and um yeah hopefully we're not too far away from hitting the track for, uh, for some decent uh you know, crowded racing <laughs> <laughs>